0: You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint.
1: Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler, this is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 88.
0: Episode 88, so... We're not going to do a ton of the session reviews. I mean, I guess I can hit on maybe the tournament I did at the very end. Sure. Uh but just like every other podcast, every other vlog and every everything else, January you kind of look back at what you did last year and kind of what your goals are going forward, kind of New Year's resolutions as far as poker goes. Uh I think it's safe to say last year was a complete disaster and probably the worst poker. Like, I'm looking back on my uh, on my charts and for the years, it was my worst poker last year of any other year, in the last, like, six or seven years.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, oddly, we both had our worst years ever. I mean, I guess I've only been tracking mine for, you know, three or four years. But this year, I mean, I should have done literally anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: profitable this year. I mean, really, in all honesty, luckily this last week, I was actually fairly profitable. Uh, But it was so bad. So, like, I kind of spent through most of my poker career averaging 25 or so an hour. The entire year, I averaged less than $10 an hour for the entire year. And, I mean, you want to talk about just drag that down. It was, I mean, just a complete shit show. Uh, so, like, I will say this. Compared to this coming uh, New Year's goals, I mean, going to be w- super easy to, uh, to achieve if I'm comparing it to last year.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, definitely fell short of last year's goals. I mean, what were some of the things that we were trying to achieve last year?
0: Okay, so... I was going back over the session, and, like, a big thing for... I know my goals was getting in the volume. Uh, I wanted to... Oh, and the amount of money won. You want to talk about a <laughs> <Hey>, shit show. <laughs> uh, yeah, the amount of money one Did not come close to that. Uh, the, uh... I, w- I wanted to... Do a live stream, a couple, a live stream or two, or a couple of them. Uh, and I wanted to travel and do like go to some new poker rooms.
1: Well, you didn't. say Did you ever do a live stream?
0: I mean, literally <laughs> did not achieve one of the goals. Okay. We well, were
1: in. just listing all these goals. But You didn't say if you did any of them.
0: I mean, literally did not come. Uh, I made less than twenty five percent of the money I had planned to make. <laughs> Uh, let's see, for volume, volume would be the closest, but I think I still fell short quite a bit. Uh, so, uh, traveling, none, almost none.
1: We did go to Isle Capri, though, or uh, Horseshoe.
0: I did go to Horseshoe at the very end of the year, <laughs> and played a good 45 minutes of poker. Uh, so, and, yeah, the live stream, I mean, it was one of those, well, in to be fair, like when you when we're talking about poker, you know, there's a life. We both have lives outside of poker. Neither of us are complete professionals. I uh, mean, this year, not, I
1: mean, not even an
0: amateur. I mean, <laughs> I mean if you are a professional this year, you might be dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a. Uh, so I mean, and you know, things kind of got in the way. I mean, anybody who knows me from a personal standpoint. I mean, I had to move into an apartment. I ended up divorced. I mean, like, like there were a lot of shit going on for, my, for me to achieve a lot of goals. Uh, so it wasn't the best year in general for me. So you would have thought poker could have gone a little bit better to kind of ease it. No. The poker gods, they said fuck you too.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the live stream goal seems super achievable. <laughs> but, I mean seemed I mean, like we couldn't do anything. I mean, I
0: looked for that 50 cent, $1 live stream, but I couldn't find it. I mean, yeah, I uh, yeah it was. Yeah. So, we, yeah, so it was a disaster. Did not achieve any. Uh, what were your goals for last
1: year? Well, it was funny because uh, everyone always, like, it seems like all the podcasts and bloggers, like, do their New Year's resolutions. They always talk about how much they're killing it. <laughs> we're like the ones just like, couldn't even come close. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even come close to matching what we did last year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I remember I went, I went back and listened to the podcast. You were claiming that you are probably going to try to get 20 hours a week playing poker. I was like, well, I'll chew for 15.
0: Well, to be fair, in mid-podcast, I was like, that's probably not – I'm probably not going to achieve that. <laughs> yeah. I mean
1: did- – You were You were right. Yeah, right. I didn't
0: achieve twenty. I was that was a good good call.
1: Yeah. My goal was to make one dollar more than I did last year. Tell you what, not even in the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> Say, so that was a disaster. Um my other goal was to do one of the uh Jonathan Little's poker tournament or God, that's how little I know about it. His tournament masterclass don't even know if I have poker coaching anymore.
0: <laughs> Tyler was like, by my recent results, I can almost guarantee I don't. <laughs> I definitely
1: haven't opened it. Definitely haven't looked into it much. Um, yeah. Do you remember there was one thing we said I might try to do two tournaments a month? Talk about the biggest joke. <laughs> yeah. That's uh a... Yeah. I mean, it was just complete failure on all fronts.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was not not great for us as far as that goes. Uh, Didn't even record the podcast every week. <laughs> we only missed one. That was by far the most successful part of the year, poker-wise. Right?
1: We missed more than one, but
0: no, oh, well, <laughs> shit. It goes to see what i will me lying to myself about what I'm achieving.
1: Uh, but I guess, how do you recover from such a well? Do you know how to even recover from such a year?
0: Well, I mean, I think we push forward. I mean, you just push forward. Uh, it's uh, like one is I think we got to be honest about our uh, like our results. Was it playing bad or running bad? And I, I I think I did have a big stint where I ran bad. I know you had a huge stint where you ran bad.
1: I mean, it ran so bad I just quit playing. <laughs> I mean.
0: But it. But I mean, also I could have played better during times as well. Uh. But uh, I think the big thing is, is to push forward on the goals of this year and, you know, just make it the best year since then. I mean, because I had six years looking back on, and, like, last year last year was by far the worst one. And that's with a, with a pretty big upswing at the very end of it. I, if I don't have that upswing, I don't even know what I'm averaging for the year.
1: Well, I mean, here's another thing, too, is what I thought was interesting was last year I was talking about my 12-hour sessions. I haven't had a five-hour session probably all year, you know, five or six hours. I mean, just so much more volume last year.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, oh, 100%.
1: But I guess like you said, though, I guess your personal goals change, right, throughout the years. So. Well,
0: I mean, personal goals. I Well, I would say the person, when it's... Only kind of a small part of our life. I mean, it's kind of, it kind of switches. I mean, if other priorities come up, I mean, you know, you just have to switch those priorities. I mean, you still have you make the goals and hope to and work to achieve them. But, you know, you can't, we can't ignore everything else.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I still, if I had just listened to our podcast, I just thought how, how happy we sounded back then. Uh-huh. Oddly, it seemed like you were always on a downswing though.
0: I mean, like, through our podcast, I'm shocked. Because somehow I'm profitable, and I can never kind of figure out how. It's a, uh, I mean, thank God I keep records of it, because I would 100% not think I'm a profitable player.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I mean, definitely a doozy this year. Um, one thing I did notice uh, was a lot of those, uh, you know, one, the learning curve of PLO, and just, you know, just gigantic blunders in PLO. Because if you make a blunder in PLO, it seems like you get stacked most of the time.
0: Yeah, a hundred. Yeah, without a doubt, it's a. Uh, well, I think that I think that needs to be one of yours is to, like, if I'm thinking of goals for you next year, maybe like to do like PLO training. Oh,
1: I was gonna just not play PLO.
0: It's just so hard in Texas.
1: Yeah, but I mean,
0: I mean. Unless you're going to just sit out that reverse button and the, I mean, pretty much every place in Texas, for those not in Texas, has a reverse button for one out of every eight hand, eight to nine hands you're playing PLO. And every 30 minutes, there's a PLO bomb pot with two boards. So I don't know how you, I don't think that's achievable, right? To uh, not just, just not play PLO where we're at.
1: Well, well, I mean, it could be. I mean, there are definitely some places that don't have the PLO. Um, I can think of one. Did uh, what is it called now? One hundred and one Katie Richmond switched to PLO. One
0: hundred and one Katie. Sorry, one
1: hundred and one Richmond. Uh, I don't
0: know. I haven't been there since. I heard they went away from time, and I just didn't. I'm trying to get away. Like, there's places that I'll play that don't do time. Uh, that, But it's very rare, and I don't want to add a lot of others to my list. So, I, I kind of crossed it off my list recently of places I go. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's definitely some places. I you know, I can think of that 1-2 private game you play. I can think of 101 Katie.
0: I forgot about the 1-2 private game. That's a good... But, I, like, I'm not saying you should, but I think that should still be... Part of the goal is to get better at it because it's just it's going to
1: crop up more and more, right? Um, true. I mean, hundred percent true. It's just, I mean, I can think of at least half of this year's downswing being to PLO blunders.
0: Oh, I mean, one hundred percent. It's it seems like all oh, all oh, at least half, which is crazy compared to like when we do play it, it's only one out of every eight or nine hands. It's crazy to think that it's probably half of that bad
1: downswing. Oh no. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've been killing it and holding. and hold them. I mean, killing it light, but I mean up and then right. just get stacked in the pillow hand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, and a lot of, and a lot of that's variance too. You had a, you were in good quite a bit, but there's, there's but like, it's a mix.
1: A lot of it's getting it in good or versus drawn you're, It's um, still—the equity is very close there. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, still need to get better, I guess.
0: Okay, so— How would
1: you even get better at PLO? What what would you recommend? Uh, Because Volume's not doing it for me.
0: Yeah, I don't think it will because, I mean, there's just so much to it. You need to—I—the best thing I ever did was—it was— I'm trying to think of the book's name, but it was not a course, but one of the books I read. It really explained, like, the pre-flop scenarios really well. Like, the flops, I don't really have a hard time after the flop, because really, for the most part, you either have the nuts or you're drawing to the nuts. And granted, I know that's, like, people listening will be like, well, that's simplified, and you can't... Yes, but you could win at PLO doing that here.
1: All right. Well, especially at one two, right? I mean
0: Yeah. I'm not talking about like a five a two five or five five in Vegas PLO. Yeah, I understand it probably won't work. But yeah, it's here, if you just play really nitty, you know you understand the pre flop game and you're drawing to the nuts or flopping the nuts, then you're probably gonna be a winning player here.
1: Probably. But, but-
0: yeah, I would say that book would be the the best thing as far as... Uh, I. Otherwise, I don't really know as far as PLO material.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've tried studying some and, I mean, did not seem to help me much.
0: Uh, So, okay, that was kind of my idea for a goal for you. Like, what goals are you making for this coming year?
1: Uh. <laughs> if it's to
0: make $1 more than you did last year?
1: Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, maybe try to go back. I mean, it seems silly to say the volume I want to make now, but I'm not even close to the volume. Um, I guess once I move, because I'm moving soon, maybe, I mean, 10 hours a week. That seems at least more reasonable. I still think
0: 15 hours a week is a good goal to have. I know, I know we made it. and We didn't really hit it, but I feel like I feel like it's definitely doable of oh, it's putting 100% in the ball.
1: Doable. Yeah, I
0: mean, I mean it's really. I, I'm definitely not coming off that goal. And like I say, I had a couple weeks where I did where I go to Vegas where it is close where it's probably like 40 plus hours. Uh, so even if I'm at 14, 13, that can push me over the edge. Uh, so. I still like 15 hours as a goal. Uh, The problem being is I definitely need to... I can do it, but I definitely need to start doing longer sessions than what I have been doing.
1: Yeah, that was the one thing I realized that I completely abandoned was doing those. I mean, because I'd have some days where I would do the 12-hour session and just crush it for 12 hours and just... I mean, just have a great, great week.
0: Yeah, it's... uh, So... Yeah, as far as volume, I still think... uh, For me, I think I'm still going to make it 15 hours a week. Uh,
1: I want to make mine more. Very easy to achieve. Yeah. (laughs) I want to do 10, maybe just one session a week. That's my no. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, probably, though... I'm going to shoot for 10 to 15 at least, I guess.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going for 15 and... Like I say, I'm in a position where I'm now way closer to poker rooms. I mean, not of my own choosing. I mean, <laughs> I would have not chose the lifestyle that I am on, but I will say there is more free time. So I, for as poker goes, I should be able to get in there a little bit more. I'm only working one job for once. So I, it, it, I think 15 is doable.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I... I do think it is. Um, what, do you, <laughs> what do you think about um, your traveling? Or we just abandon that as well? Oh,
0: no. Actually, if anything, I put...
1: That's well, no, going to be a
0: goal, and I've already invested a lot into this goal.
1: That's what I about to say. You already got that. What What was it? The flying, the...
0: So, uh, for... And this should probably be interesting to some people out there who like to travel and play poker. Uh There was Frontier was running a deal where it was $700 and if you bought it, you could fly for free for a year. Now you can only book a day in advance for domestic flights and 10 days in advance for international flights. But I did that and that's a big part of that is just going and playing poker. Like, I mean, I want to go and see these cities, go and see the country, but a lot of it's poker as well. One day in advance? So you just... That seems weird. Twenty four hours, so you're basically filling up flights for you can fly for free, and you're basically filling up flights that you know are just just have seats
1: available. I mean, with our schedule, definitely seems like that would be very good, uh, a great deal for you.
0: Yeah, well, our like my schedule in because I have five days off. Uh, and we work Sunday, you know. We I usually work Sunday nights as well as you, and we uh, I'll I plan on just kind of checking the flights and see what's available Monday, and you know, sh- sh- shit, go there and play poker maybe.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of places you could go with that. I yeah, what a great deal. Um, be exciting to see where you end up.
0: So yeah, playing. That, so that's gonna be a goal, uh, still a goal. And I like I say I've already taken. A little bit of strides to achieve it and I would like to pl- go play really in all honesty though I kind of just want to go and play poker in Texas as well like one thing I am annoyed I didn't achieve is like it's one thing not to go across the country there's still rooms in Dallas San Antonio I've never played in a well, single hand in Dallas a single hand in San Antonio uh haven't been back to Austin since I kind of moved and, or Oklahoma. So, I mean, even just around here, like, I just kind of like the variety and I like to see, like, what's around. I'm like, I can really, should have made a better effort.
1: It'd be interesting to see you go play in uh, Galveston. That'd be a cool trip.
0: Yeah, there is a poker room in Galveston, isn't there? Yeah,
1: last time I was there, there was a room and they had um, maybe two tables. Okay, that'd be... And it was, th- like, right there um, close to the beach and everything.
0: That'd be, kind of, that'd be interesting. I'd be uh, down to... Go and check that out. Uh, oh, I did go and play in Streetport, so that was kind of nice uh, this year.
1: Yeah. no, so, absolutely. Um, Interesting that I played in San Antonio and you didn't, and it was your goal.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was very easy to overachieve on you know, my goals. I mean, uh, so that is a goal. Uh,
1: Do you have any learning material that you want to set for a goal or not really?
0: Yeah, that's actually a big one for me too. Yeah. Uh, so, I mentioned in a podcast earlier, I kind of cut, I didn't cut out my subscription to Crush Live Poker, but I went to podcast only for a lot cheaper. Yeah, because uh, I like
1: the entertainment value.
0: Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> so like I cut out all the education. I want the good podcast to listen while I'm driving. <laughs> exactly.
0: But I uh, ended up on Red Chip Poker, and I am uh, studying that is really, really helping me out. Look. Like, the poker training sites are a lot like a workout plan or a diet plan. They all work as long as you do them and you
1: Oh, yeah. I mean that's the truest thing about those sites you've ever said. I mean, yeah. you have to I mean, you can buy them, but if you don't do any of them, useless.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, the Crush Live Poker like I don't know, I just wasn't really doing it for me and a lot of people love it and like I say I still like the podcast version of it, but the red chip is really Kind of started to help me out, like on a lot of sp- finding a lot of spots that I can do better in.
1: Well, and plus, a lot of just how you learn, right? Yeah, very true. The structure of it, video versus reading, video versus, I mean, power, just whatever, um, all the differences.
0: Yeah. So, and I've kind of started out, I mean, that's another thing I've, it, towards this end of the year, I've uh, switched to, and I have been putting in a lot of training there, and I am finding myself in a lot. And I just did have an upswing, which I'm not, you know, that's more variance than anything else. But the fact that I'm feeling more comfortable in, you know, spots that I maybe was a little bit more nervous in before definitely comes into play.
1: Well, your game has definitely evolved a lot since doing um, more studying. Your shorthanded game has gotten a lot better since studying. Um, your squeezing and just GTO strategy in general out of like the blinds has gotten a lot better.
0: Yeah, a lot of the pre flop is, well, you know, a lot of times I'm get more, fr- I get frustrated when I'm card dead for whatever, you know, for whatever reason. But with these, I'm, my three betting has increased so much that even if I'm only playing a cut, co- you know, if I just go card dead, but I'm playing a couple of hands an hour, those pots are so much bigger that it almost ceases to matter.
1: Oh no, hundred um... percent. I was trying to think, I had something else I want to talk to you about. Oh, so I don't want to ruin one of your sessions, but I do want to talk about this. Because um, these New Year's podcasts are normally shorter just because, you know, how many goals can we have?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it seems like we set way too many last year. One was way too many. <laughs> but interesting topic, though. We were talking about one of your sessions where everyone was straddling. And now you said next time whenever you go to, this is an invite-only game. Mm-hmm. That you said you're gonna probably start straddling.
0: Yeah, like I don't have a problem with straddling as long as so here's my big problem with straddling usually is even a good player is usually a negative expectation from the small and big blind.
1: hundred percent.
0: So now so is everybody else. So when you're so now you your positive expectation from the button in cutoff but those are huge negative expectations, even for a really good player. So you're basically adding another blind when you're doing that. So which so it's horrible for your game,
1: but it's okay. Your game is in the poker game or your game is in you personally? You personally. Okay, gotcha.
0: Uh so that that's my big problem with it. Now, if everybody's doing it, your positive expectation for your other positions goes up enough because at that point their negative expectation is now three hands, you know, an hour or two. So your positive expectations for the other positions go up. But if only two or three people are doing it, well now you have a negative expectation for almost six for almost thirty three percent of your hands.
1: Right. But my whole thing was, in a private invite-only game, if 70% of the people are straddling, seems like you'd want to straddle just to get that invite again. Because if, I feel like if there's going to be 10 people or 11, the guy who is straddling when 70% of the table is straddling probably gets the call, the text.
0: Oh, of if at least, if over half the table straddling, I will straddle. So, it's uh, on there. So, it... I will say this, if it makes sense, too. In that game, it does make sense.
1: But then also, that game makes the gameplay super deep, too. And then I was also talking to you about how much you're buying in for. If, you know, now if you start straddling, 80% of the table is straddling. Oh. It, that makes. I mean, that does make the game quite a bit bigger.
0: I definitely have to... I'm definitely going to have to adjust that buy-in for what I'm doing. Actually, our the private game we go to kind of probably need to adjust that buy-in as well
1: because there's a lot of straddles a lot of straddles and a lot of deep stacks too and people are playing more correct which is weird whenever it's like a game of people who are recreational even with that straddle they're still their open raise is still they they're still competent enough to realize that they need to open raise bigger
0: yeah very true so it's a uh so yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. That's How much do you change. think you
1: should buy in for in a one two five game?
0: Well, I usually like a hundred big blind. So it really, is, I mean, well, one two when it straddled to five sometimes, or one two five just.
1: Well, no, no. no. I mean, you know, the eighty percent of the time it's straddled.
0: Well, I mean, I like to have at least at minimum of hundred big blind. So really, five hundred.
1: Because I think if you and I in that one two game started straddling every hand. It would basically just be an all. I mean, everyone would straddle, I think. I think it would be more closer to 90.
0: I, I, well, I think it depends on what players are there at that exact Most moment. of the time I've been there. There right? are, there are some who are buying in a little shorter who I don't think would. Uh, but it would be, it'd definitely be way more than 50. I mean, I'll say that.
1: Definitely. Uh, but what do you think you buy in for for a game that let's just say fifty percent of the time it's one two five, the other fifty percent it's one two. What do you think? I guess
0: ideally you really want to do five hundred or more. God no
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess ideally if I had infinite money, but after this year I don't have infinite money.
0: Uh what I think I'll probably do is instead of like usually I just consider it one two and buy in for two hundred is maybe just increase it to three hundred and then
1: yeah, I think it's either three or four. It also depends on who shows up, right? Doesn't other people stack size, does that influence you at all? If, uh,
0: if- it 100% influences me. at, Like, the, it influences me, but I don't let it be like a huge influence. Because here's the thing, is in Houston, I mean, I sit down at tables where people are stacked to like 1,500, 2,000 all the time. So, I mean, it's... It influences me, but more often than not, like just what my own bankroll can handle is the more primary factor.
1: Absolutely. But I do think I do notice, um, or I do I am influenced. If I mm-hmm. like, especially when I was at Isle of Capri, I mean not Isle of Capri anymore, horseshoe. That one I noticed for sure I added on because I mean that game was pretty big given how soft it was and every I mean I saw one guy lose like four or $5,000 in two hours. Good God.
0: For 1-3, I mean, that's pretty good. Pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, but I do think that that influences me maybe more than it should, but definitely is a factor for me. Because when we go play in that private game, if everyone, if me and you are the big stack with $300, I'm definitely not buying in for four or five.
0: Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Uh, what I have been doing, though, is I'm... Well, I keep my buy-in kind of the same, but I'm way quicker to add on.
1: That's something I just need to this year just get better at.
0: Yeah, let's. so I yeah, I need to so if I might buy in for 300, but if I catch myself getting under 200, like I instantly just put 100 more on.
1: What do you think about Okay, so let's say my buy-in is $500, right? Okay. Let's say I get down to 200. That's probably a good time to add on, right? Let's just say that's Uh, what I decide to add on. So if you're going to add on, would you add on the full 500 behind it so you have 700 or the three so you're back to five?
0: Wait, say that again?
1: Okay, so let's say I buy in for 500, right?
0: Okay.
1: I get whittled down to two. Okay. Would you add on the 500 so you have seven in front of you or add on the three to be back to five?
0: Oh. Well, I mean, it's dependent on what your bankroll can allow, but I have been just been adding on back to where I, I started. So
1: maybe I just let myself get whittled down too much because normally I'm at like 100 and something and just add on the full bullet. Which I means probably. Fine. I mean, should I really be letting myself get whittled down that much? If I'm not losing a big hand and getting left with 100 and something, I need to work well, on that as well. That um, would Adding on.
0: Yeah, I mean, the full bullet or what I'm doing is probably about the same in the long run, If I mean, as far as expectations go. Uh, but I will say I'm not sure, like, with how deep you normally play and the, where we're going, yeah, you probably shouldn't ever get – it's one thing if you take a huge hit and you go down to 100, but you sure – if you catch yourself down to under two, I think you probably need to add on right then and there.
1: Weird habit to pick up randomly –
0: that is weird, especially for you who, I mean, just loves playing deep stack.
1: Yeah, but just weird. Just, I don't know. I, I feel like whenever you, I mean, talk about complete sound, like a complete chump, but I feel like whenever you have that like hundred, 200 bucks, you're like, I can still run this up.
0: Oh, I <laughs> like will.
1: I'm like that buy-in is kind of throwing in the towel at some point. Like when there's other super deep stack, you add on, on top of your money, to like to be even deeper. That's one thing. But like, when I'm like, look at my 200 bucks, I'm like, wow. I guess I can't double this up. Let me add on kind of, I don't want to say it feels like a failure, but it definitely feels like I'm throwing in the towel and being like, well, but that's not really the thought, right? Cause your negative expectation, when you have such little money in front of you, why would I sit there and grind whenever I cap my upside?
0: Yeah. That's kind of my my thing is because I was like playing short stack a little bit just to kind of see what I could do. But it's, you know, you were actually the one who said something that made a lot of sense to me and he's like when you're like well if there's bad players at the table it seems oh, like yeah, a bad yeah. idea to sit there with you know 100 bucks oh, when yeah. you can be when you if you can be there with 300 and i was like that's very fair I point mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean the argument you were making me was so ridiculous.
0: It was a ridiculous I mean, argument, it was man. Funny, I have though. tried to justify so much stupid shit this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're like, I'm gonna just buy in super short versus bad players, so I can be a threat to go all in. I'm like,
0: no, I never said that.
1: No, you're like, no, I didn't say
0: buy it. in. I said if I got down, whittled down, not adding on at that point.
1: Oh, I thought you were planning on buying in short too. That's why I was no. like, you're gonna be the next Phil Hellmuth. That's what I. Yeah,
0: I've. Ne- <laughs> No uh, no! Never. <laughs> I have never bought in short. But if I, there was a time this year where if I got whittled down to like eighty dollars, and I could just push all in over some very light raises. And don't get me wrong. I still think it's a profitable thing. Profitable. You can be profitable doing it. It's just not the most profitable.
1: Yeah. Can confirm. You said you buy in short and you've done it. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, I hate that. <laughs> like, what no good player says, let me play with all the fish and get as little money on the table as possible.
0: <laughs> no. You know, me and Hellmuth, we're just, <laughs> we're just buddy-buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so
1: you're the one-two version of Phil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, uh.
1: But yeah, I mean that. It's such, so weird that that all of a sudden has not became an issue, but something I've been randomly doing though, just not adding on. It used to be such an automatic thing.
0: Yeah, well, and this is going to be wrapped into another goal is just to be able to increase the bankroll to be able to play. I would like to get to where I mean we like all, like all two five and five five games are available.
1: Isn't it crazy how much money you have to have to be properly bankrolled for like one two, even one three?
0: Oh yeah. Really is. If you look at
1: how much you're actually supposed to have.
0: Well, and that was a thing that we were talking about like back in the early days of this podcast, we were talking about as a goal was to get into like the bigger games or whatever. But really now it's just to be able to buy in deeper as well to like a one three game. So you can buy in for 200 big blinds versus 100 big blinds. So it's, you know, trying to get into like a little bit, which I mean, it will wrap into another goal of increasing the hourly. So if the stakes are bigger, your hourly should be bigger.
1: I mean, the variance is bigger for sure. The uh, variance <laughs> is a lot bigger. <laughs> so it's uh, That I can guarantee you.
0: So now the hourly, I'm making it the goal to get I think it's going to be 25 an hour, but it's only going to be this year because I have so many hours in it, and it's been such a shit year. Getting the hourly back to 25 an hour, I would have to run like God
1: this year. It's a... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's a great goal. I mean, I definitely think that would be a good... I mean, I mean there's definitely been years we've run more than that, but... Oh, I, mean, I guess that's definitely a reason. I mean, definitely don't want to do what we did last year and set our goals so high and just fail so flat on our goals. So I guess 25 an hour this year would be a great goal to yeah. achieve. Yeah.
0: Oh, half a, I mean, uh, half my uh, years have been 25 or more an hour. It's just the ones that were not, which is not great. Uh, so that, that's going to be my hourly goal for
1: this year yeah um great goals to have i think uh because you do want to talk about the one tournament you played at paramount
0: yeah it was. uh ended up doing the freeze out and well i was still i was gonna talk about it but i do not remember many hands from this tournament
1: i remember one thing you won yeah <laughs> i ended up taking
0: down the freeze out at uh paramount uh it's I don't play a lot of tournaments but when I do it's one like the freeze outs are what I really do enjoy
1: so weird how we used to never play those and just recently we' like well not not did not play them but how much more enjoyable the freeze outs are compared to the ones with infinite rebuys
0: yeah it's uh so it was uh it was really good I and I was at one point I was making though as I was coming back and I was telling you like every time this happens at a tournament I'm like the... Lack of understanding of a late stage tournament. I'm like, man, you just kill at these tournaments. But I was like, well, they're not all that profitable, so of course players are not gonna study. I mean, super hard for tournaments like these. So I mean, really, in all honesty, they're the ones who aren't studying, probably doing the right thing because you know why are you studying? So, you should only be you know dedicating so many hours to something that's gonna be very minorly profitable.
1: Yeah, I mean, time and money, right? Starting material costs money most of the time, too. So, I mean, there's is more tournaments you can play. If you're just there to have a good time, have a good time, right? That's like every time you try explaining the ICM chop to everyone.
0: Yeah. That's always funny. <laughs> uh, that was one. Uh, yeah, it is completely. Because I was the, the big stack at the table, and then someone's like, well, we can chop it five way, six ways for an uh, even chop.
1: The guy's like, with one blind, like, I agree.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, n- just gonna put a no on that right now. I was like, I did tell him, I was like, I'll look at ICM chop. But then they're like, never mind, we'll just play it. And he kind of acted pissed. I was like.
1: <laughs> they're like, ICM chop always gives you all the money.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it seems weird to be like, I, there's a completely fair way to do it. No, we don't want to do it that way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I want the way that gives me more money. Which yeah. I guess, if you're the guy with not much, not many chips, that's no harm in throwing that out there. I mean, every once in a while, you we'll get some chump to say yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, there's a lot of people I've talked to lately that it's like if a fine. They're like, well, if there's a final deal, I just never say no at the at the table. I'm like, <laughs> I, I do. I, I I mean, not to be a dick, but I just I'm not gonna do it as something that's unfair. I mean, unfair to me. I mean it's I don't have to get a a leg up. ICM chop is fair. I'm not asking for more, but I am at least gonna get my fair share at least.
1: Um, I don't mind like whenever they wanna pay the final table. I don't I don't normally mind that. Um
0: Uh well I did add a like I did at my suggestion add a spot. Like there was only three gonna be paid. I did make a fourth spot fourth place. Yeah. I like that. Uh, cause in, like I say, that was a very negative EV for me since I was the big stack, but I feel like it's the right thing to do. Cause people have done it for me over the years as well.
1: And also, I mean, I don't know how deep you were, but I mean, those terms, anything can change real quick.
0: Oh, yeah. I was the deepest, but at that point, I mean, yeah, anything can happen.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that, the ICM job just seems to be the way every time, but just, I mean I guess like like I said there's just no harm in it if you're the guy but I feel like I would never ask for that myself other than the ICM chop.
0: Yeah, that's a uh let's say it's just a more fair way to do it. And
1: I think one of the reasons why people don't or they they agree to that chop like that the even five ways or four ways or whatever is cuz they don't like confrontation but I'm like this guy, Clint, he loves confrontation. Yeah, I was like, that. that's what I was thinking. I was like, they probably people probably say yes to that just because they don't want the confrontation of that. But I'm like, well, too bad that Clint's there.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Clint lives for these moments.
1: Clint, Clint, Clint's at
0: the final table asking people if they want to chop just so he can say no when they say <laughs> they do.
1: Yeah, so. But I guess on that note, do you have anything else to cover for the New Year's other than... The utter failure of last year. Uh, like I say, I'm I'm
0: I'm done with last year. We're looking we're looking ahead to the goals of this coming year, and hoping to uh, have a really good year of poker coming forward.
1: Not even good. Mediocre would be great compared to last. So <laughs> we're,
0: we're we're hoping to have a really really mediocre. Yeah, year. Yeah, there we okay.
1: go. Okay, that's where we're setting the goal for this year. All right, on that note, this concludes the Texas Poker Podcast, New Year's edition. We'll talk to you next year. Or next week.
0: (laughs) That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.